We're racing at Newcastle today, and we're back on the course proper. And I thought it'd be a good chance to talk with Chris Nation, who is the track manager there at Newcastle. G'day, Chris. Hello, mate. How are you? Very good, mate. Uh, talk us through the process, mate, of what's been happening up there at Newcastle, because you obviously race on the Beaumont there after Christmas, and uh, you were getting plenty of meetings, and then uh, you've been giving the uh, the big track a bit of a rest. Yeah, and we've got plenty more to come, mate. But these uh, next three months is really heavy for us. But, uh, yeah, what happens is uh, after the first meeting there in December, we take the course proper out and we give it six weeks and we, we renovate it, which I think it really needed this year. As I said, we got the accolades where we uh, raced all them meetings in, in early winter last year and, you know, where no one else is ra- racing, we were racing. Well, that's what this track's meant to do. And um, my assessment of the track at that time of the year was still not good. Um, ever, even though everyone was saying how good it was, I still didn't think it was where it was and where it should be, and that's just to do with the drainage and that layer that we get on top. Um, so this year we went really hard at it and uh, put about uh, about 8 mil of sand on top to try and help that drainage and break down that organic layer um, that you can get on top, um, which has you know, been a process and it's been a scary one because obviously you push it that hard that you've got to get back in six weeks and um, to get a racetrack back in six weeks is, is a good effort. So that's why the rail's gone out two metres down the back straight um, there's an area where we, we top dress down the back and obviously that's the shaded area down the back. So we, we thought we'd better just give it a little bit longer to get back to 100% with the, with the racing schedule coming. So, uh, come. And so we thought, uh, get the rail out two metres around the back. Uh, everywhere else it looks fantastic and to the eye it looked great. You'll probably get little puffs of sand come up today, which will just be because of the coverage that's not there. Um, but to the eye it'll look aesthetically fairly good. Yeah, that's fantastic, mate. Uh, so that that process of putting the uh, the sand on, how long has that taken? Yeah, so uh, I, I literally I've been doing 15-hour days since Boxing Day, which is a, a bit of a pain in the ass. But really what you do is you, you rip, you take all the grass off it, which um, for us luckily... There wasn't a hell of a lot of grass on it, at, at, uh, you know, with all the racing that we had. So we take it off, and then uh, that takes three days to get the grass off, and then we scarify it. So we do a double scarification where uh, we take 30 mil off in the first pass, and then we took 60 mil um, off in the second pass, which is just that organic layer on the top. Um, thanks to the guys at Woodsy and that at, at Randwick who let me borrow a couple of machines off them, uh, which, which made the process twice as quick. Otherwise, I'd still be out there, but. Um, you know, we, we rip it back and then we, we get uh, the guys to come in and top dress it, which is, we get 800 tonne of sand, which is about 50 grand worth of sand, and then um, it goes out in a little three-metre um, three hopper and a three-metre spreader that they just keep going around and around and around. So it probably takes them four days to put that out. So um, that once that's finished, then it's all, all about um, making sure that the, the top's tidy and the grass has got the best chance, and then we give it a good fertiliser and then stand back and, and water it. So... By probably, uh, you know, by probably January, no, by, sorry, by uh, December 17 or 18, it was starting to um, really, you know, get green and start to go again. And then after Christmas, it, it really started to kick. So um, you would have seen it there at the Boxing Day meeting. You could see the photos of the outside, how bare it still was. But um, it does come back quick. Kai to use a weed, so once it gets grown, it's, it's easy to get going, but you've just got to get it through that early stage. And what about that rain uh, that we got, that bit of moisture over the... Um the Christmas break. Did that help it? Yeah. I keep saying what's rain because I've actually had no water. I've been out of water for three weeks. So I, um, it's it's been a a process here of us using town water for the last three weeks. Our dam Fair dinkum. Yeah, it doesn't have the capacity to hold water. And we, funny enough, when you guys and, and uh, everybody else got the rain, we didn't. Um, we got 50 mil um, last week over four days, which was over the Thursday, Friday and Saturday uh, last week. 
um, and we've used that already, um, and we're back to back to square one. But that does help. Natural rain, fantastic. And we actually, uh, if I be positive about it, it was right at the right time where it just polished off that track and and got it back and got the the kite tonight to knit really well. So it has helped us, no doubt. But um, you know, the, the not having any water is still no good to us. Yeah. Okay. So that uh, how much water are you using? Yeah. Look, a heap. I've been lucky, as I said, the boss has been really, really good here, and um, I can't believe the contingency plans in place over the over the years. But uh, we need insurance in these racetracks to make sure that we've got facilities that if we do get to a stage like this, that we can, and we never have. So I actually pulled in a favour from one of the local irrigation mobs, and they come out um, Boxing Day uh, and actually connected the town water up for me out into the middle tanks, um, which means now as long as I can, uh, I, so I have to water every night. But as long as I only water every night, um, I can fill my tanks up to two megs of water. So it means I've got two megs of water to use every night, which is more than enough. Um, so the course proper hasn't missed the drop. It's actually probably got more than, than it needed. And obviously then the inner track, which funny enough at this time of year, needs as much as the outside track, um, ha- hasn't missed either. The sands have copped. Uh, you know, they've been blowing up at me about the sands here a little bit. It's been hard to keep the moisture up to that, but it's just purely because I've only got because of track work in the morning, I've only got a schedule till three o'clock that I can water. So um, I've been getting as much as I can, but the, the main tracks or the two grass tracks haven't missed a beat. Yeah, okay. So so you need rain. You need rain. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. I'm actually looking here now, and the, the clouds are starting to come come in. And from this afternoon to till Friday, it's meant to uh, meant to rain. And well, yeah, I'm praying. I'm doing dances. I can't dance for shit, but I'm doing dances. <laughs> that's uh, that's unbelievable, Chris. Because you know, obviously, we and that just shows the. The capacity that that track, and I guess I'll ask you this, and um, no harm in asking you. Do you think it's too, too good at what it does that track? Yeah, funny enough. Look, um, a yeah, good question. And I, 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 as I said, this is the second I, I started my time in Toowoomba, which is Strathair, and then uh, went away from it and then come back to Strathair. And I tell you what, I the day I left the Toowoomba, I thought I'll never go back to one of these tracks because the extra work's just painful. Uh, and then obviously I've come back, and I, I tend to agree with you because. What, what ends up occurring is the visibility becomes a problem. Um, and so as soon as you're getting 100, 200 mil an hour, your visibility goes anyway. So the jocks are going to call the meeting off because they can't see. Um, and because it being sand-based, the kickback um, is always worse on a sand-based track than it is on a, on a soil-based track. So it has its ramifications of, of when these tracks are bad, they can be really bad because of the, because they're just sand. But um, the, the difference is, I suppose, is that you can get we could get 20 mil now um, and then the sun come out in half hour, we're back on a, on a soft track. That's the difference. Um, and I think that's where they pay, play their place is that um, as, long as, you, as long as you're not getting the rain through the meeting, rain through the meeting is no good to anyone. But if you get a, a storm, and, and they do this in uh, Singapore and Hong Kong a lot, they just push the, the race back half hour or an hour. They get a monsoon go through there or whatever they get. And, and they just push the race back an hour and, and it dries out that quick because the humidity and the heat there. And it's kind of the same setup here, but... Um, Maintenance-wise and, 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 and management-wise, they're so much harder to maintain. You, you, you really got to be on them. You can lose a track in a day um, because they are so they drain so well. Because when they drain so well, they obviously they, they starve quicker, which means they're always hungry. Um, and as soon as they get hungry, they start getting disease in them. And as soon as they get disease, you can you can lose the grass in a day. So. Mm. You've really, really got to have plenty of stuff in the shed, and you've got to be ready on them all the and time. And I'm tipping the town water wouldn't be cheap either. Nah, look, we're lucky. We're very lucky that. Uh, as an essential, um, as an essential industry, as they call it, uh, we do get you know they have rates of, of 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 where you stand and what you pay at that level. So 
because it is uh, essential need, we, we do get it at a cheaper rate. But, yeah, geez, I hope I'm not um, using it for too long. No, and that's right. And I think, you know, come winter time, um, and uh, and obviously when there is that moisture around, as there always is in uh, in winter in New South Wales, you'll um, you'll no doubt be being called upon. That's for sure. Yeah, and look, and as I said, the schedule this year we, we, they've really nailed us with the schedule through through the that that early winter period. Which look, we're quite happy, and we understand that that's our our job and our role. So we've just got to be ready for it. And um, look, we're we're doing everything as a club. Um, we've we've applied to Hunter Water to be a catchment area for, for them because obviously there's all the hills around the Hunter here that currently just all run out in the ocean, which I think is madness. Um, and then we've also applied for a groundwater licence that we're hoping can uh, punch a bore down and uh, pick up some groundwater, which, which which will help us out. So we've been proactive on it and it's all about continually move forward and not standing still, not sitting here playing the victim. We'll just keep trying to do our best. Yeah, I like it. Chris, thanks for joining us, mate. Good luck with this meeting today, and hopefully everything goes to plan, mate, because a lot of work's gone into it. Good on you, buddy. Appreciate it.